Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 133 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Jeremiah 31 today, and our focus is on the new and better covenant and how Jeremiah, the depressed prophet with a death wish, sees hope coming. And every day we read through a chapter of the Bible, five days a week we're in the New Testament, twice a week we're in the Old Testament. Today we are in Jeremiah 31 in the Old Testament. Let's get started talking about Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah the book was written hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. It is the longest book in the Bible by the number of words. Now, Psalms has more chapters. It takes up more pages in your Bible because of formatting, but Jeremiah has more words. Interestingly, Psalms isn't even the second longest book in the Bible by words either. It's the third. The second longest book in the Bible in terms of the number of Hebrew words is actually the book of Genesis. Well, that's just trivia. Let's get a little deeper. Jeremiah was a prophet in Judah who began serving during the days of good King Josiah. Unfortunately, all of the kings after Josiah were bad, wicked sorts of kings, and ultimately then the nation of Judah was sacked by the Babylonians towards the end of Jeremiah's lifetime. Jeremiah saw a lot of heartache in his life and prophesied the judgment of God and called people to repentance. Judah, uh, the southern kingdom, while having more faithful to God leadership than the northern kingdom of Israel still had more wicked kings than good kings. And of the last seven kings of Judah before the Babylonian captivity, only one of them, Josiah, was actually faithful to God. And this led to Judah going into exile, being defeated utterly by the Babylonians and pretty much everybody ignoring the ministry of Jeremiah. Now, he was faithful in his duties. He listened to God and he proclaimed the word of God. But because he saw so much hardship and unfaithfulness around him, and because almost nobody actually followed God's word spoken through Jeremiah, he is known as the weeping prophet. It appears he went through some terrible times of melancholy, depression, and despair. And I'm not exaggerating, considering what he wrote in Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 14 through 18. He says this, May the day I was born be cursed. May the day my mother bore me never be blessed. May the man be cursed who brought the news to my father, saying, A male child is born to you, bringing him great joy. Let that man be like the cities the Lord demolished without compassion. Let him hear an outcry in the morning and a war cry at noontime because he didn't kill me in the womb so that my mother might have been my grave, her womb eternally pregnant. Why did I come out of the womb to see only struggle and sorrow to end my life in shame? Wow. So as we've discussed before, the Bible does not sugarcoat things, though we preachers have been guilty of that sometimes. The Bible, though, is a raw book with raw and real emotions And here we see Jeremiah despairing. Now, his whole ministry wasn't despair, however, because Jeremiah was enabled prophetically to look into the future after the Babylonian exile and to see a full restoration of Israel, a new hope, if you will. He looked forward prophetically to see a time when God would change the hearts of his people so that they did not go astray anymore. He saw a new covenant coming, 
a new and wonderful agreement between God and man. And he describes it in our passage today in verses 31 through 34. Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, this one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, even though I am their master, the Lord's declaration. Instead, This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, the Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them. This is the Lord's declaration, for I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. So this is one of the most hopeful passages of the Old Testament, pointing towards the coming of Jesus to die for our sins and the coming of the Holy Spirit to transform our lives. Pastor Martin Lloyd-Jones helps us to appreciate the beauty of this new covenant that Jeremiah saw coming. Do you know about this new covenant? Listen, defeated men and modern men and women, defeated by sin, afraid of life, afraid of the future, afraid of death, afraid of the judgment. Here is the new covenant in Christ. You may be the foulest sinner in the world. You may have lived a life of sin until now, but I'm able to tell you that there is a new agreement for you, the new covenant. If you believe that Christ, the Son of God, has borne your punishment and has died for your sins, then God tells you their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. They will be gone, wiped out, washed away, never to be seen again. Not only that, he will tell you that he is your God and you will begin to know him. He will tell you that he has adopted you into his family, that you have become his child. Then he will give you new life. He will give you new power and he will work in you by his Holy Spirit. He will give you understanding of his word. He will give you an entirely new outlook upon the whole of life. You will be like a new person in a new universe all because you have believed. You will enter into the terms of this blessed new covenant and you will be able to face death, judgment, and eternity in an entirely new manner. We declare the Lord's death and what he has done by his death. His blood is on the covenant. God is offering you this for nothing. Simply believe. Only believe and you will see that Christ is all in all to thee. Well, it's a wonderful sentiment from Pastor Martin Lloyd-Jones. And let's read our chapter and see how Jeremiah points us to this coming new covenant when he was writing this approximately 600 years before the time of Christ. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. At that time, this is the Lord's declaration, I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says, the people who survived the sword found favor in the wilderness when Israel went to find rest. The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued to extend faithful love to you. Again, I will build you so that you will be rebuilt. Virgin Israel, you will take up your tambourines again and go out in joyful dancing. You will plant vineyards again on the mountains of Samaria. The planters will plant and will enjoy the fruit. For there will be a day when watchmen will come call out in the hill country of Ephraim. Come, let's go up to Zion to the Lord our God. For this is what the Lord says, Sing with joy for Jacob, shout for the foremost of the nations, proclaim praise and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Watch, I am going to bring them from the northern land. I will gather them from remote regions of the earth. The blind and the lame will be with them, along with those who are pregnant and those about to give birth. 
They will return here as a great assembly. They will come weeping, but I will bring them back with consolation. I will lead them to wadis filled with water by a smooth way where they will not stumble. For I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my firstborn. Nations hear the word of the Lord and tell it among the far off coasts and islands. Say, the one who has scattered Israel will gather him. He will watch over him as a shepherd guards his flock for the Lord has ransomed Jacob and redeemed him from the power of one stronger than he. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will be radiant with joy because of the Lord's goodness, because of the grain, the new wine, the fresh oil, and because of the young of the flocks and herds. Their life will be like an irrigated garden and they will no longer grow weak from hunger. Then the young women will rejoice with dancing while young and old men rejoice together. I will turn their mourning into joy, give them consolation and bring happiness out of grief. I will refresh the priests with an abundance and my people will be satisfied with my goodness. This is the Lord's declaration. This is what the Lord says. A voice was heard in Ramah, a limit with bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for the reward for your work will come. This is the Lord's declaration, and your children will return from the enemy's land. There is hope for your future. This is the Lord's declaration, and your children will return to their own territory. I have surely heard Ephraim moaning, You disciplined me, and I have been disciplined like an untrained calf. Take me back so that I can return for you, Lord, are my God. After my return, I felt regret. After I was instructed, I struck my thigh in grief. I was ashamed and humiliated because I bore the disgrace of my youth. Isn't Ephraim a precious son to me, a delightful child? Whenever I speak against him, I certainly still think about him. Therefore, my inner being yearns for him. I will truly have compassion on him. This is the Lord's declaration. Set up road markers for yourself. Establish signposts. Keep the highway in mind. The way you have traveled. Return, virgin Israel. Return to these cities of yours. How long will you turn here and there, faithless daughter? For the Lord creates something new in the land. A female will shelter a man. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. When I restore their fortunes, they will once again speak this word in the land of Judah and in its cities. May the Lord bless you, righteous settlement, holy mountain. Judah and all its cities will live in it together, also farmers and those who move with the flocks. For I satisfy the thirsty person and feed all those who are weak. At this I woke and looked around. My sleep had been most pleasant to me. Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration when I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of people and the seed of animals. Just as I watched over them to uproot and tear them down, to demolish and to destroy and to cause disaster, so I will watch over them to build and to plant them. This is the Lord's declaration. In those days it will never again be said, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Rather, each will die for his own iniquity. Anyone who eats sour grapes, his own teeth will be set on edge. Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, this one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, even though I am their master, the Lord's declaration. Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, the Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them. This is the Lord's declaration. For I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. This is what the Lord says, the one who gives the sun for light by day, the fixed order of moon and stars for light by night, 
who stirs up the sea and makes its waves roar. The Lord of armies is his name. If this fixed order departs from before me, this is the Lord's declaration. Only then will Israel's descendants cease to be a nation before me forever. This is what the Lord says. Only if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth below explored will I reject all of Israel's descendants because of all they have done. This is the Lord's declaration. Look, the days are coming, the Lord's declaration, when the city from the tower of Hananiel to the cornered gate will be rebuilt for the Lord. A measuring line will once again stretch out straight to the hill of Gareb and then turn toward Goa, the whole valley, the corpses, the ashes, and all the fields as far as the Kidron Valley to the corner of the horse gate to the east will be holy to the Lord. It will never be uprooted or demolished again. Amen. Well, friends, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of May. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen and amen. Good day, friends, and Godspeed.